Hello, and welcome back to the Earth Peak and Pinecast. The Joe Show rolls on in part two, where we hear all about Joe's time with Rath Peakin, and we get his thoughts on some quick-fire questions. It is clear how much Joe loved playing with our club, and how much enjoyment he got from playing sports in general. I hope you enjoy this episode, because we certainly enjoyed recording it. So sit back, relax, have a great weekend. Enjoy. Joe, tell us in your time in England, did you did you play the GA, the hurling of football over there? I <laughs> it's like a lot of a lot of guys as soon as they got on the airling, you saw the in is fallen. I think they taught them all hollows. And I really mean that the hurling was <laughs> quite it was hatching all together, really. I, I didn't well. I, I played one game. I actually walked, <laughs> I walked off the pitch halfway through the first half. This this complete mock savage. Um, I was wing forward. It was intermediate when senior. My first game over there was intermediate. This guy was absolutely rubbish. And um, he he took, and the keeper was hitting the ball out to me and I was running to him and he was bouncing the ball in front of me. And he took the hitting me with the holly off the ball. And um, I, so I, I had two choices. I really was, he really was annoying me. And I, I remember um, it was on a Monday night up one with scrubs quite appropriate, right next to a like a maximum security prison. And, he, he, and I, I said to him, I'm going to do, there's two things going to happen here now. One of two things. I said, I take the head clean off you in two seconds. And I would, I would like, I was going to give the side of the holiday. I was like, because he hopped me. I was like, I'm going to walk off. And I walked off. And we only had 15 players. And uh, I went over anyway, and I started talking out. And the, the, the guy who got me to play was the engineer on the job, a, a really nice guy, a good player, another Galway on the 21 player. He was the engineer, and he said to me, where are you going? And I said, I'm going, going home. I said, there's actually free drink down below in my local boozer tonight. And there was, there was free drink in the pub. And I said, I don't need this, like, I don't need this guy's going to, this guy to do damage for me. And he said, you, if you, if you talk out, he says, you're fired. He, and he fired me. He oh, fired me for walking on. Yeah. And, and of course, he, he didn't have the authority to fire me. I wasn't walking for him at all. He was only the engineer. So I said, all right. So I turned up for walk the following day and he shook hands to, with me and he kind of apologized. <laughs> but I, I, I walked I, I, And um, I played one or two senior games up in Watford with the Glen. That was enjoyable. Nice, warm, dry day. The ball bouncing. And it was okay. But uh, my growth for hauling at the time, I was Gaelic, yeah. I played over. Loved it. And the standard yeah. in Gaelic football was, there's no doubt about it, like, was very high because all the Northern lads, the Donegal boys, Tyrone, Monaghan, like, they were the backbone of our team. Like, I played, I played with a guy who had a National League medal with Monaghan, like, you know, he had won it like two years previous. He was only about 22. He was absolutely gifted. So then you get a fella like, I hope he, if Eric is listening to this, you get a fellow in of Eric standard playing cornerback, and you get an inter-county player saying centre-back, centre-back or centre-field. It was a, a hodgepodge, and I loved it. I, I just loved it. I enjoyed it. When it came to championship, yeah, I stayed about five years with what The last year, they hadn't won the, 
the head for Charles mm-hmm. Senior Football, it was up there with the London, like there was no difference. We used to play the London teams, like the Gabriels and things like that, in Senior mm-hmm. Football Challenges. Like, and we'd beat them, they'd beat us. Yeah. So the standard was good and I just really, really enjoyed it. We were talking to the lads in like Clifford Nova and Boston, Joe and Hennessy down in Melbourne and you know the likes of Dermot Connolly coming over to Boston, the Irish players and do you think the London scene or the Irish back in the you know 20, 30, 40 years ago playing in England set up the scene for you know what's going on in Australia now, what's going on in the US? Because it's the GGA is getting more widespread, I think we can all agree. Well, did he? I, I, I never played in America, but I went to Gailey Park in 97. And I'm telling you, man, the high standard, Dinny, certainly mm. far higher than anything I played in London. Really? Like, Every player on the pitch that day, I I got involved. The owner of Sam Wales, an American, American Irish, he brought me along personally, and he was he was bankrolling um, the team. And you had a team of intercounty players. You had Dinny or Cormac there would have played with one or two of them. Two of the Carla. By the way, there was um. By the way, no. John Cleary's brother Edsel was playing that day, and there was another cast of him. Oh, Maguire, one of the Mag- one of the Maguires was playing. Fantastic Bugs, team, Bugsy, yeah. and the opposition as well were all into county. They mightn't have all been senior, but they were under twenty one or minor. Because as a player, would the, like uh, there was a live commentary on the match in Gaelic Park, and yeah. you know they you know they'd say you know Dinny Murphy. And I'll all on my all Ireland on a 21 medal with Mayo last year or two years, you know, tremendously high standard. I don't yeah. think London influenced America in the least. Any I, I know guys who were going over in the 1970s, flowing over for the weekend, playing under false names, getting $250. Wow, back all oh, back in 76, 78. Yes, if you got knocked out of the senior championship here. Um, in fact, my idol laborer one year, he was a teacher. Um, uh, Andy Cray, you remember Andy Cray, didn't he? He captained the Rockies today when they won the mm-hmm. county a few years later. The Rockies got knocked out in 77 and he was walking on the site for the summer. He was a teacher. He taught in Deer Park and he flew out. He'd leave early on and went on a Friday, drive to Shannon, fly over, play two matches sometimes, Saturday and Sunday. And he told me, and a week's wages that time was for a grown man would have been, I don't know, the equivalent of $250, if that, if that. And he was getting $250 a game, and he was getting wow. he was getting met at the airport. And Andy, Andy was a very good player, obviously. He was into county yeah. standard. Oh, yeah, that was happening quite a lot. And all of the players were flying over and coming back on a late Sunday night, Monday morning, go straight to work. Mm. So that London never influenced America, no way. We, we, we discussed you playing uh, for the Northman, right, the Harty Cup. We've discussed playing uh, Horland in the Glen, rugby for a team in Kent, <laughs> um, Horland and football again for uh, somewhere in Warmworth Scrubs. Jeez, we better start talking about your playing days over at the cross there in Kilcully. So t- tell us about um, uh, coming back here and your, your time playing with Rapik and how did you get, uh, how did you start out there? Um, well, uh, I wasn't going to play with anybody else when I came back. Um, Came back in, I came back in 91, basically, to do some work on my, you know, came back on holidays and I saw this, I decided, you know, we pool our resources and do something with my mother's house, like, you know, so I was working on other people's houses for years and I thought, about time to do something for my mom. And then, basically, I started playing with Rampeekin 
they had a fantastic team in 91. Um, really top team now. I mean, the Junibe County is a very, it's getting more difficult to win now, but it was even difficult back then. And my first year, we won it. But we'd agree, we'd really ex- exceptional team, Martin and Tom Lyons, like, and we'd a guy, Aidan Maloney played senior with Napier Street. Like, he was top. He would he, he was probably, I'm not exaggerating, but I would say he was close enough to the county standard. But he he was, I think, quite laid back, a good friend of Martin Lyons. And he played senior with Napier Street at 18, and he fell in. So we had a very, I better not start mentioning names, though, because I leave somebody out. But all through the team, and um, we just, we just, I t- we took it serious and uh, I enjoyed it. Fantastic. I was a lot younger then. And, and Tom Lyons was a fabulous player. Yeah. Like, and he was, he was the centre back and the rock, like, and he was the organiser and motivator. And, um, you know, we, we yeah. won the first round, second round. And just for people who wouldn't know, listening, is that football we're talking about now, Joe? Football. The junior yes, B yes, County. Football. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk us through it. You won the, the first round, second round. How did it go? Well, yeah, and then, um, I mean, a lot of people who played with that peak were definitely my favourite game. The county final was wonderful to beat Butterfield, and the final was a major achievement. But the semi-final against Fremont out in Carring Devour, five points down, I think, with 12 minutes to go. And, like, a couple of people, two guys in particular, Delaney's players, they went away down to Carrick House. They thought we were going to get well toasted. And uh, so we came back um, and won. Again, with a great team, Brian Murphy was an inspirational player, like holding on football, you know. Aidan was, or Brian was, even, you know, definitely, in my, my opinion, capable of playing a much higher level, could have played senior if he had, you know, if he had gone to the Glen or something like that. He was of that calibre. And you'd, you'd all the Murphy, you'd Donald and Aidan and Pat and great, really good, solid players. And we came back and beat Fremont, which was really... I, I, so then we, we were in the final. We also got to the Junior B hurling final. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't around. I can't, was I know was that 91 as well or 92? But I wasn't around. I only came back um, basically to go to the match. Um, and then Georgie Reardon mm. would have been one of those. I, I, I omitted to mention him earlier. He would have been one of the hardest players I ever played in the Glen where he was. An awesome player when he's prime, like he was beyond tough. He was like senior fullback. But um, Georgie came to the house and asked me would I would I train for the final? And um, I did come on in the final, but like I didn't have any influence on the game. And we lost it. A game without a shadow of a doubt, but Pekin should have won. So it would have been lovely to win the Holling and football. Like I mean, uh, I don't know that any other club ever do it, but certainly Matt Pekin were capable of doing it. Um, but on the day. I won't go on about it too much, no, because there's a lot anybody that was playing that day or who was at it, no, it was a game that was thrown away, really. Like, so that's 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 regrettable. So then when the and, football and came along, it, we were certainly totally determined it wasn't going to happen a second time. Who, who did you lose the hurling to Joe that year? They were a very they were a big club, I remember. I would must with Donnerail or uh, Kildare, something you know, right. the big a club that had played at a much higher level previously. Uh, but they shouldn't have beaten us. Yeah. We were we were definitely the better team. So what? Because one of the things that stands out, Joe, a lot on on when we're having these discussions is everybody remembers the games that they lost more than the games that they won. It's a consistent theme talking to guys, 
And I can see just listening to you that this is one that certainly got away. You know, is there anything you can pinpoint as to why you guys lost that? Yeah. And you're right. It would be very, very I can 100%. Won. Um, too, too many ridiculous, one ridiculous frees. Frees that, yeah. and the same man pointed at, he was pointed every one of them. I don't know what he, I, I, my memory of him, like he was definitely the oldest player on the pitch. We had a very good free taker ourselves with Tony Virgo. Um, but we didn't get freeze like that. Most Tony's frees were difficult. He stopped most of them. I was just one of those ones. No, no, I wouldn't. No, no. The winning of the Juno B football was definitely the highlight of my time at Bapika. No doubt about that. And then, and, and the semi-final, like that whole journey to win the, the county. Um, I remember being down in the yeah. Commons the following day and Dinny Murphy asking me because he was at the county final in 83 when I played a, the A final with Knicks against Dunmore, uh, again we lost by a point, unfortunately. And um, Dinny Murphy asked me, he said, "Joe, you wanted to I'll have to say one of the few players who've played in an A and in a B final. What do you, what would be the difference? Was there a, is there a huge difference in a golfing standard? I mean, obviously it was on a high after winning the county, but I'd have to say, you know, again that the backbone of that Rapican team, they would have graced any junior A county final." And the team we played, mm. Butterfield, they're a serious, that's a seriously big club. But that, I know it was Juno B standard, but um, it was, a, it, it was a, mm. to me, a huge achievement for a small club like Rapikin that had only been in existence, the, the second uh, incarnation of, of them. And like seven years, I think, 80, I, was, I was there in age, when they started in 84, I was at a lot of the mm. first matches, you know. And to think that seven years later, then uh, we won a Juno B county, it was a fair achievement. And what position were you playing in yourself, Joe, in, in the final? Left hand forward. What was your position yeah. in hurling, Joe? Were you a forward as well? Um, all, every game I'd say I ever played for the Glen was left half back. When I started playing under 21, they played me wing forward at times and things like that. But by and large, left half back, yes. But rapidly there, played me left half forward. Did you ever get into any of the management side of things? Joe uh, with Rapikin or no? I I'll be honest. I was player manager of the C team at times, yes. But that was um, well, okay. uh, my, well with the well, I was was I really? That, that, maybe that's an exaggeration. Michael Bucky was always the main motivating force. But at times, maybe the Bs and Cs were playing at the same time or whatever. And you know, totally, I would pick yeah. the team. I would pick the team, and basically, and. You know, you'd be struggling to make the 15, so you know we, we weren't exactly spoiled for choice. Yeah. But I loved yeah. it. I would the help of yeah. others as well. Like yeah. we all mocked Richie Wise, yeah. I know would have helped picking the team. And you you were telling me you, you mentioned Mick Buckley there, and you were telling me a story. He's a very gracious winner when he wins a match <laughs> and, and, and all the rest. Do you want do you want do you want to tell no, that no, story? No, that would come up. That was that was well we can we can we we can out. We might okay. Okay, this is a story towards we leave out the F word. Yeah, oh, wait, wait. So okay, so that's giving it away. <laughs> we we won some we won the junior B or junior C, I'm not even sure, City Division Championship against the Lock. And we were all thrilled. The Lock were really favourites to beat us, but we beat them and it was the final, if I remember, yeah, open ball and lock. And Michael Buckley was asked to go into the losing dresser with we'll say a few words. No, we were all in the, we were in the other dresser we all shouting and roaring. You know, I didn't hear what he said, but I went into work the following day. I was working with a Mason who was one of the lock selectors 
And he said, he went in to follow me. I hope Michael doesn't mind me saying this stuff. But we were in, Pat says, Pat Murphy was his name. Everybody knows him. Mick Pocky would know him well now. Pat goes, I tell you what, he was crazy chairman. And I said, what, really, why? And he goes, that Michael Buckley, he came in yesterday. We got soiled. We, we got soiled even when he was really depressed, you know, sad because we threw, we, we lost the game. And, and uh, he said, we, we, we must be decided to say a bit of respect there for the Rapican chairman. He wants to say a few words. And you know the way, Danny, most, most chairman would say, like, it's best to look now the next day, like, and he'll be glad he come. Michael Buckley, we stood in the middle of the road and he went like this. We won! We won! <laughs> and he turned around and he gave the door a box. He gave the door a box and the whole place. Everybody was, and walked out. And that was all he said. He went back out. He walked out of the dressing room, went back into our dressing room. Oh, go away. Brilliant. And, okay. and everybody was like, come on. Who's he? You know, who's that guy? You know, so <laughs> some of the guys weren't that impressed, but Pat Murphy told me he couldn't stop laughing because he knows Michael Buckley. You know, <laughs> Very passionate, yeah, I, Mac, very passionate, very passionate. Mick, yeah. Mick, Mick left that story out when we were chatting yeah, to him, Joe. So he did. We'd have to remind him of that one. Yeah, yeah. Did he leave it out? He left that's, that one. Oh, he left. Oh, you mean he left it out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat Murphy told me that story the very following day. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> you you played for a long time after with Drapikin, and I know you played even when we were stuck for a few games and stuff. And I was I half slagging you a few times, and I apologise yeah, over that, yeah. but yeah. But did you always, you know, did you always enjoy it up, even like when you got to our age kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. I got a very bad rugby injury in 93. That was a shame. I was tearing against that. And it was an illegal tackle. It really bugged me. I was in hospital for a week. I, just, I ruptured my cruciate ligament. Um, playing UCC up the mountain. Like, game was over. Like, we had beaten them well. It was the UC part team, like, you know, I mean, it the first or second. It's like, but uh, mm. this guy came in and, and that kind of, it took me a while to get back from it um, because I, I kind of always not kind of somewhat fit, somewhat fit. But that was really, uh, that was a huge disappointment because uh, it was totally unnecessary. The guy, the yeah. guy went in to hurt me, like, you know, and uh, he apologised. I didn't go to hospital the following morning, but uh, he, he uh, it was the semi-final in the Munster Junior, Junior Cup, like it was a big game. And a lot of white church lads playing that day really bugged me. I was at the final in crut- on crutches. So when I did come back, um, I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely, I, I, I loved it. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I probably didn't do a lot of hauling. I did some hauling with Rapikin, yeah. Um, but I uh, loved playing Gaelic football. Uh, just, mm. just loved it. Loved the whole camaraderie. And, uh, the, and of course, the fact that Rapikin had a second team was enormous of enormous help to um, people of my age and people of, of all, let's say other people's abilities. You know, Junior C suit, suited us. It was it was fun. It was fun social game. You know, but you you say that Joe and like you mentioned a while ago when you mm. came back from England that you know the only club you were going to play for was Rapik and, and you won the county, which is an, a very good standard as you said. It could have been higher even. And then I know that your mum. Arthur Mercy and Joe was a great supporter of the club and loved the club as well. Now, what, what do you think it is about you know, the Rap Peking Club that makes it that way? Or what's, because, you know, a lot of us would say the same today, you know? Well, Denise, the backbone of the GA nationwide, including in other countries, you know, um, certainly in, in England, like um, I'd say with guys with 
their, their fathers had played with the Glen before us in, in Water before them. And these guys were pure English accents, like, and like, and they absolutely loved the game, like, no interest in playing in any other sport. And that's that's GE tradition, you know, the idea of transfers and, and mm. all this kind of stuff, you know, that's alien to GA. You, 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 like, when I came back, like, Aidan Carter, Kenneth Carter, um, and there was, you know, I played a good few games with Tom Hallisey, you know, people that I would never have expected to talk out with, like, and I, and I loved it, like, Brad Peak and Pat played a couple of, Pat Goggin, I, I, I go back to, to that, and they had played, a lot of them guys had played back in the 60s as well, and right. you just play, like, okay, some fellas are blessed, like the Castle Haven, like, they grew up in a, in a very strong, the present generation, a very strong senior, but they were junior B at one stage in the 70s, if not the 80s, and when yep. they way up, guys didn't look like Niall Callan wouldn't have looked for a transfer from from Castlehaven to Skibbereen to play a yeah. senior. No, no. He if they were junior B or junior A, he would have stayed with them his whole career. And that's the way it is in GA. And and I went to school in Rapican and um to see the pitch, I was involved, mm. even though I wasn't playing with Rapican, I saw all the work that went into the uh, you know, the lads, Mick Looney, Georgie Reardon, John McCarthy, and all them, the always tireless always, Pat Goggin. Hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But all these guys canvassing, raising funds. You know, tremendous. These are all busy men, busy yeah. people, farm, you know, yeah. walking men with for young families. And yet, like night after night, like, I couldn't believe it. They started no, to talk from yeah. It was an honor yeah. to, I must say, it was an honor to wear the jersey. We ask everybody we bring on the podcast, Joe, a few quick fire questions. So the first thing that comes into your head or or what doesn't come into your head, we you know, a few quick fires. So, in all your playing days with Rapikin now, Joe, not the other clubs or anything, then, but in Rapikin, yeah, who yeah, do you yeah. think who was the biggest messer in the dressing room that you played with? Uh, gee. Mm. Take your first answer, Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah, and you can't see yourself. Um, well, for crack, Declan Reardon would have been pretty exceptional. He didn't seem to do nerves. He was always having a, jo- a, cr- a joke and a laugh. Yeah. Um, what a mess. I'd have to go down to the junior C team. Um, <laughs> to be hard to get someone worse than Pat Mess, or better, better, let's say, than Eric. Um, Pat Gargan was a fair mess. <laughs> Pat Gargan, Eric, going back to the early days. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah, take that answer, Joe. I know no Christy Ring might have a, dis- a different answer for this question, but we'd ask you the same question. <laughs> Who's the player you had to drag kicking and screaming to matches, but you still wanted that player there? Oh, off the top of my head. Uh, let me think. Jeez, I, I don't think I ever had to do that, did he? Um, I would have to say, certainly, okay, I'll, I'll give you a name. I would have to say, at times I, I talked to him, one of my nephews, either three or four, had yeah, at times to play yeah. when they were young, like 18, 19. They were brilliant players, but they, they didn't seem that keen on. And um, I, they were both the only players I ever dragged over there. Most players, I, you know what I mean, really didn't. He? I don't know, I, I wouldn't have a good answer for that one. Yeah, no, not a good answer. Yeah. I think I tried okay, to work myself enough. a few days. And Joe, one final one of the quick fire. You know, of all the players you, you've either played with for the club or you've seen playing, you know, since, you know, some of the current generation even, you know, if an, a different sport, but if we had a transfer fee for, for players, who do you think would get the biggest transfer fee? You mentioned a few players earlier. Oh, that's a very good question. I am, um, 
Jewel player, I'd have to say Brian Murphy. I, but I'd say in hurling, I thought Aiden Cotter was, I thought Aiden was absolutely exceptional, and let's, he was a tremendous player, and and really? I would think Brian Murphy and Martin Lyons was Martin Lyons was absolutely gifted. He played very little hurling with Rapikin, but I, I I played a hurling match with him. I played with an old Hafty Cup team, and Martin played him and him and Tony Sullivan were playing the same day. Martin was absolutely talented. Martin Lyons, but Brian Murphy, homegrown talent. I think Brian was the best I played with. Very good job. Excellent. Excellent. Brilliant. I think that's that about wraps us up, Joe. I think that's been absolutely fantastic. And uh, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time out to discuss the all things Rap Peak and, and, and Thank way you for beyond the that. It's a nice compliment, um, guys. Thanks for asking me. Not a bother, Joe. It's no, been it's, fierce it's interesting. Brilliant. It was really... Would you have any final words, Joe, for the, for the audience that are listening in, hopefully in a few days, <laughs> about Rafik and our, what we should do? Or... No, no, I just, I, I just do think, like, I'll be honest, Dini, why I played for so long probably was because I did give up, I gave up hauling in football. And when I, like, I did give it up for, um, for the, about two years. Um, when I came out of under 21, I just had enough of it. And, yeah. um, and then I just I went I went I happened to meet Party Cotton, another Rapican man. He, I met him over in the Sunset Ridge, and he said, "Are you going down to the final tomorrow?" And I said, "What final? Junior A County final, Clyde against Kilmory." And I be honest, I had never been to a junior match really. Um, and it was nineteen, I think, nineteen eighty-two. And me and another Cynics man, another a great player, Captain the Cock Miners, Liam Hellerman, we were both not playing anything. And I rang Hellerman. I said, "Do you want to come down to the park?" And we went down Clyde against Kilmory. And Kilmory beat them. It was like the lowest scoring county final. If, uh, you can check this, Tinny, but I think it was like like one, two to three points or something. But it was county an absolutely... Final. It was, yes, yeah. Dogalone in a lashing rain in November. And my cousins, the O'Connells from Grenada, my mother's cousins, they were all there with their supporting Clyde. But I never... I, I couldn't believe the intensity of the game the same day. And me and Heather, we decided I was about 22, 23... I mean, Hellman, we decided we go back and give. We went back. We said we give Senix a lash. We we go back training with him. So we went back. So we, you know, we won. We won the city division and the following year we got to the county final, but the junior A county. But again, I think the the, the I took a I took a sabbatical from it, and then there's nothing equals playing, like you know, and yeah. that's why I made the effort over in England just leave stay in bed on Sunday. Besides two-hour journey up to Watford, but I, I just loved it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's, you know, it's 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 good for the mind and the body. So I would encourage yeah. anyone, I don't care what level, it makes no difference what level. It don't even make any difference, really, whether you're good or bad, really, so long as you train and you participate. And I think people are beginning to realise because of the lockdown, mm. how how vital physical activity is, even for a young fella that age, do you know? Yeah. A lot of parents are saying like that, you know, they're worried that they want their kids back in school and they want them participating and interacting, you know. It's it's huge that way. I mean, I can see it myself, Joe, with some of the kids. It's it's the social interaction and just meeting and other kids. And you, you can do so much at home and we're we're blessed out here to have space and whatever else, right? Um, yes. So, you know, huge advantage. But at the same time, it's that social interaction and it's particularly through sport. It's a great leveler. It's great for the mind, you know, and, Yes. And it's, you know, it's great it for 
we were talking to a few of the lads recently, and it's great to see the female sport come up. And you know, it's all 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 areas and all all codes and all, all, all disciplines. And, absolutely, you know, so. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, so, you so, could imagine now, Billy, if you were to you count your blessings, if you were on a, a multi-story tower block, let's say in South yeah. London, like yeah. I stayed in them as well, like 20, 30 floors up, like in two or three yeah. kids. You know, difficult, very difficult situation. I, w- I wouldn't fancy it right now, Joe, I'll yeah. be honest with you, you know. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, we're, we are. We're, we're very fortunate that way. There, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Yes. Um, so. so, Joe, Cormac, we have another legend of the of the game, of Rap Peking after giving us great insights. So, Joe, <laughs> yeah. Thanks a million, Joe. It's been very enjoyable. Thank you, guys.